All right, and we are recording. Okay, so welcome everybody into the latest episode of Before the Crowd. Uh, I'm sat here with Shannon Hines, the returning guest. Welcome, Shannon. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you all right? <laughs> it's like the best introduction I've had. Most people are like, oh, hi. Okay, you're just... anymore, are we? So you have to do the cheers yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I like it. I like it. Um, so thanks for coming back on the show again after, I think it was maybe the start of the summer, end of spring, yeah. when we did the um, your single release for Country Words, right? It was in May, I think. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow, that seems like a lifetime ago now. It doesn't actually seem that long ago, actually. Do you know what I think? Maybe just oh. it's like nothing's happened, but also so much has happened yeah. because of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, lockdown two point oh, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully, it will only be a month, and then we can kind of move forward and hopefully play some music in the new year. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I think it will be. I think it'll be a month, and we'll be fine. You know. So sure everyone we'll follows the rules. <laughs> Definitely. Well, let's see how it goes. But anyway, I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about your upcoming EP release, mm -hmm. uh, which is titled Country Words, right? Country Words as well, yeah. Okay, cool. So I thought what we could kind of do is maybe go through it track by track. We can talk a little bit about your inspiration for each song, uh, kind of your writing process, if you wrote them, if you co-wrote them, um, kind of a bit of a bit of everything really and just kind of give your fans and the listeners a bit of an insight to the EP um so I guess kind of to kick it off then number mm -hmm. one was off guard yes yeah this is it seems like an old track now because this was the lead single off this whole project when did I release it I think I released it November last year mm -hmm. so I'd had it was I, I feel like that was the start of my career in a way it wasn't because I had two releases before, but then I had a massive break and um, I don't know what I was doing. I think I started gigging and I was just gigging loads. And then I eventually went back into the studio and recorded all these songs that are finally coming out. Um, and that was the lead single that we did first. And it started off so different to how it is now. Okay. Like, so it was, it was a slower song. It was a bit like it was more sad. And then it's turned out to be this commercial like driven pop influenced song in a way do you know what i mean yeah it's definitely a track it's a big track it's very um that's exactly what it is like the the thing that stood out to me as well because uh like when we played it live obviously like we haven't got an organ play and there was kind of big almost mysterious intro yeah and then just this track hits and i was like whoa okay <laughs> i wasn't expecting it yeah I, lo I love that beginning of it. That was like a last minute decision in the studio as well. Like it was just an idea we had and the steel player was just like, yeah, let me do something. And he did like maybe two or three takes um, and we, we just picked one. And it was just literally, that was it. A bit of, you know, a bit, a bit of editing, tweaking and that was it. it. And it was just, and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine it without that now. Yeah, it's just part of a track. It's part of the identity. But yeah. but you said so. This track started off as um, not a big commercial kind of pop country yeah. song. Yeah. So what kind of what made it change from? I mean, was it like a ballad or like a slower song? And how did it become what it is now? Yeah, it was a slow. It was a well. Obviously, it was a slow acoustic. It was an acoustic song, but um, it was just a bit slow. It was a bit sad. Like a bit sad. It was a bit. Um, 
you know, like it's about missing someone, like seeing someone and missing someone. And he was my producer actually. And it, it took some convincing because he, he was so for it. And I put a lot of this, a lot of the production, obviously, um, and a lot of this song success down to him because if I'd have had my way initially, it wouldn't have been like this. Um, but he kept pushing it and I, and I was like, do you know what? This in the studio, I am very much, try it. If it doesn't work, we, you know, we, we don't use it. I'm, ve I'm very open and I think it's important to be open. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a rehearsal room with me, I'll try anything. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I know other people have better ideas sometimes or all that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, come on, let's go for it. And we went for it. And I just, you know, when you start to get excited mm -hmm. and we were putting all these things down and I was starting to get excited. I was like, do you know what? He's right. And I was like, he's right. And it just kept building and building and building. And then it just ended up this huge, big thing. Um, I'm so, so pleased with it. Like, I'm so pleased with it. And I think it was a perfect lead single as well. Like, it was a bit different to my previous material. So... Yeah. It's um no, it's it was a really interesting track to open it up with because I know when we played this live in the mm -hmm. uh I can't even remember the name of the venue now, wherever we were. Where was it, sorry? The sound lounge. The sound lounge. Okay. So when we play the sound lounge, because we didn't open with did we open with this? We did, yeah. We did. Okay, I'm making that up. I I thought we'd opened with comfort, which is what is that? The third song on the EP. I thought we opened with comfort. No, that that was um middle of the set. That I think that's when you guys came back on stage. Ah, okay. Yeah, we were going to start with that because I usually start with that. That's weird. That's really strange actually because I usually I always start my sets with that, and this is the first time I started with Off Guard. Because I was kind of curious because I was like, oh well, hang on. Because I had in my mind it was comfort that started, but like you said, if that's what you do in your acoustic sets. Mm -hmm. So do you think it was this kind of transformation of a track that made you want to put it first on the EP or did it just happen? You know what, honestly, it's probably not the answer I should give, but the only reason I put it first is because of that beginning segment. <laughs> okay. No, but it's, it's an introduction, isn't it? I yeah. get it. I thought it was a really cool introduction to the whole EP. It's like this kind of thing where like, if you turn, if you put that CD and you hear this straight away, you'd be like, oh God, that's a bit different. Yeah. So yeah no, absolutely. For the only reason, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, kind of going from this big uh, sort of opening country pop track, mm -hmm. which, I mean, actually, before we move on, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the lyrics in it a little bit because it's, I mean, you don't have to go into it, but it seems like really kind of deep and very yeah. personal lyrics. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't mind going into it. It was just, I was meant to be going on holiday with um, an ex-boyfriend of mine to Nashville to CMA Fest. Um, and we broke up, My, you know, as that happens. And we both ended up still going to Nashville separately because, like, if you know the UK country fan scene, mm -hmm. loads of the UK fans go to Nashville every, every June to go CMA Fest. And I saw him, I, I bumped into him um, and we locked eyes and I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, I miss him. Um, and it, it was just about the, the feelings then, do you know what I mean? Like the, the emotions you go through and the emotions I felt are literally that song. Like, you know how your mind goes, you can, you, like, you know, like a cartoon or something and you can see all the little bubbles in the air of what's going through their mind. Yeah, That's yeah. 
that's how I imagine the song. So. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's <laughs> that's quite a funny story. I mean, it sucks, <laughs> but it's just like, oh god. My mum said the other night, she's like, "You got a bloody good song out of it, though, didn't you?" <laughs> main thing if you can get something from a relationship you get a song out of it i mean that's better than nothing isn't it really so i mean maybe a house would be better i don't know god 50 years away that i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so i guess kind of going from that kind of big opening track of off guard we then kind of slip into fear blinds me which when i looked at the track listing if i didn't know any of the songs on the ep that was the one that drew me in really just, just oh, from just from the title because it I don't know it just stood out to me a bit more I mean where did that title come from oh god I don't actually know where the title come from I, th- I think it just came from like obviously it came from the song but mm. I think it's just the line that came out when I was writing the song and I thought you, you know when you look back through a written song I don't often I never, I don't often have the titles first. I always write the song and then I struggle with the title and I go back and me through the song and then pick something from that, like nine times out of 10. So uh-huh. I think it's just that. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean, and it is, I think it is a good title. So yeah, I think it just came from from the story of the song and, you know. Oh, no, it but- makes sense, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, it really reminded me of the, I think it was like a U2 song, but I think Jack White covered it, the, uh, what is it? Love is blindness, but fear blinds oh, me. Oh, and I don't know why. It just I was like, oh, I want to listen to that one. Yeah. So I, I didn't even listen to the EP in order. I, <laughs> that was going to be my intention. I was like, no, I'm going to this one first. Like, oh, really? Oh, I love that. That's like an amazing compliment. Thanks. Uh, I mean, it just shows my kind of ADHD that I can't <laughs> go in order. Um, but yeah, it was. This was actually one of my favorite songs on the EP because it surprised me because kind of you've got, I'm just looking at my notes here that I made because it kind of starts off this almost easy listening country song, like a little bit of slide guitar. Um, and then we go after the chorus and we're in this kind of double yeah. time feel good music. Yeah. But then it's like yeah. a sad song as well. And I'm like, I know. what's I going on? For some reason I always do it. I, lo- I did it with I'm not pretty as well. I don't know. It's just because I think, I think the lyric is, the lyric is so it's not dark but it's very deep and it's a very like deep subject matter it's about not being able to fall in love do you know what I mean it's like the fear of falling in love and not being able to see someone hence the title uh fear blinds me um not being able to see someone and what they are because of your fear of love which is so like dark and deep and like disgusting (laughs) but um and I think it's nice to turn a song around sometimes to not have it just so sad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, because I love a sad song. I love a ballad. And I would honestly have an album full of ballads and love songs and sad drinking songs. But you can't do that, can you? Do you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> I'm Taylor Swift or something, I'll be able to do it. But you can't do that. And I just, I like turning it around sometimes. Uh, yeah it's an interesting concept and and what you were saying in regards to kind of you know falling in love and and the feelings behind it it's it's, I guess the song in itself is a bit of a juxtaposition because we've got these really deep 
dark emotions but then I would I want to dance to it and I yeah I know it's great isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it is I was like I'm happy but confused and moving but... like a marmite kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's like people either love it or people either think that is such a silly idea like it doesn't work do you think I, I don't know I didn't get that impression at all I mean I guess I if uh, like if nothing else it really moves the song along because you do get that sort of that easy listening at the beginning and then it becomes this uh not not so much a jig I guess but that real double time like it gets you moving sort of feel yeah it's yeah it's it's kind of like a driven song again isn't it mm. like you get those drums it's like and then it completely changes so yeah, yeah. But it was cool. I thought it was a nice second. It was a nice song to have second on the on the EP after Off Guard because you've kind of got this big country pop song to open with, almost like a like an anthem, and then it goes into this sort of. I felt like it was more your song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like um um. Uh, how can I put it? Almost like a fragment of you as a singer songwriter, and it was like, "Cool, here's the hit." But now, and this is my favourite thing about albums, is once you listen to the hits, and the hits are great, and they're the hits for a reason. Mm. But at the same time, I love album tracks. Oh, same. The hidden gem in the middle of an album. Oh, God. And it's getting, we spoke about this last time. I'm sure we spoke about this last time. No, about albums. Okay. And how it, it, it doesn't really happen anymore. Do you know what I mean? Well, it does. Like, obviously, you still look at albums, but over half of the half the album's been released before the album comes out and it's just such yeah. a shame because most of the time you get one hidden gem whereas if what there'd been one or two singles from a 16 track album think how many hidden gems you'd find do you know what I mean oh yeah. god yeah I don't know if it's the times that change so much with it and the audience I mean obviously because Spotify and Shuffle and all these kind of features whereas years ago when I mean if you think of like like the Eagles or something, or you know, kind of the seventies kind of rock bands, blues bands. They were just like they were album rock, and you yeah. bought it for the album, you know, because yeah. it was a story. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think it definitely is the streaming now, like Spotify, Apple Music, all that kind of thing, because it's you can just click on a song. Do you know what I mean? Like, remember the days where you couldn't skip? I mean, I don't <laughs> remember. We don't remember. But like, you know, like you, you couldn't skip songs yeah, on like yeah. vinyls. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in the olden days. So, yeah, it's a shame, but it's the way it is. You've just got to adapt, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, kind of talking about Spotify and that I saw, I'm not sure how much truth there is to it or when it's going to happen, but they're looking at kind of cutting royalties in half. Yeah, I've Spotify. seen um, which is really that. what the music industry needs right now. <laughs> it's terrible, really, isn't it? Like, uh, I, I don't want to believe it until it's actually happening. Mm. So I think there's been one article or something, hasn't there? So I saw yeah. one on, I don't know who it was, somebody shared it on Facebook and, and I took a look at it. But then I, I kind of thought to myself, well, half and nothing is nothing, really, isn't it? I mean, I know, I know exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's because you've done the, even with this EP, you did the, uh, was it like the streamed release? And then you're doing the, no, sorry, you did a digital release and now you're yeah. doing the physical one? No, I've done the physical release. Um, okay. So that's the CDs that are available exclusively on my website. And now the digital release is coming out on 23rd. 
so that'll be on Spotify um everywhere really wherever you listen to music it'll be so okay so with the physical release so we can Mm -hmm. buy that on your website so is that just is that just CDs or is that vinyl as well? Or? Oh, it's just CDs, yeah. Just the CDs CD. now um, and we'll see. I'd, yeah. l- I'd love to release a vinyl someday, but I'm just not sure if it's worth it yet, quite yet. It's a, it's a big investment, isn't it? And it's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think I know a couple of people who would actually buy it. <laughs> so I'm not sure <laughs> worth it. Just Christmas <laughs> presents. Just give them out as Christmas presents well, to imagine. people. Yeah. Imagine someone opening a present from me and there's my face. <laughs> <laughs> um so kind of moving on with your ep a little bit now so i guess this is one we this was comfort which is obviously your next track um, as you know um <laughs> this felt so old school and i really felt like we were getting into that album feel again here and it it felt sort of loretta lynn old yeah. school I, I was it like the way you recorded it or was it in a different location or how did you get that feel no, it was um, it was same place, but I think we used, I think we just used some different like um, microphone filters on Logic. So it was all editing. Like we used the same microphone for all of the vocals on the um, on the EP. But also, it it wasn't. We didn't do much. I mean, it didn't have much of a mix to it. So we still wanted to have that live feel because I, I was go, like going after that Dolly Loretta Lynn kind of feeling. Um, so there wasn't much of a mix to it. We tried to keep it as live as possible. Um, and we did use some like old school filters for the for the vocal track. Ah, OK, that makes sense. But it was definitely a different feel to that in the record because, you know, we're third track in. We've gone from kind of huge pop track into now almost yeah. well, um it felt like almost like a fan of like you said of dolly and loretta but almost with that modern twist on it and and better production than they had sort of yeah. back then well, back in well that yeah well that's one thing i wanted i decided in like in this first ep process that i will always have on whatever i release an ep an album etc cetera, etc cetera, mm-hmm. i will always have a song like that um because that is that that's I, I joke and say that song is how my soul sounds like that is my soul in a song do you know what I mean mm. and that's why that I mean I'm talking about the production the instrument and the instruments on this um but that's the kind of song why I fell in love with country music the pedal steel on it is just stunning yeah. like absolutely stunning jo- Joe Harvey White does all my pedal steel he's, he's done it since day one um and he is so talented. You don't have to say anything to him. Do you know what I mean? I, I all, all I said to him was like, I want an old school feel, Dolly, Loretta, Patsy Cline, all that kind of stuff. And he was there, he was done. He's got it, and yeah. It just, and I've decided I'm always, like I'm, I'm gonna obviously be releasing EPs for a couple of years before I actually get to an album. Um, but I'll always have an old school song on it. I would, again, like with the ballads, I'd love to release a whole EP of old school stuff, but especially here in the UK, it's not what it's not what goes so much. I think people are more interested in the you know the more produced commercial kind of thing, which I'm still dead happy and proud to do. Um, but I'll always always love the old school traditional kind of thing. 
kind of with you on this. I mean, I was watching an interview with Charlie Daniels, who is obviously, you know, oh, wow. yeah. our country legend. Yeah. And he was, and he got ripped a little bit for it, but he, someone, I don't know, played him some modern pop country songs. And he just went, I can't even tell the difference between this and the last one. And people said, oh, you can't say that. It's just the way music's going. You're too old school. Yeah. But he was kind of saying what you're saying is, you know, it's almost what sells, isn't it? And if that's yeah. what people buy, you feel like you have to do it in a sense. Well, see, I do and I do and I don't feel like that because I, I will never, I mean, if, if I wanted to sell, I wouldn't be doing country music. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'll always stay true to my heart and my music. And at the end of the day, this is the music that comes out of me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so true to myself. The lyrics are me. Um, mm. And I have, and I have my producer Jack, who does have like that input of the more commercial stuff. And I'm so grateful for him. And I couldn't do it without him. Um, but I don't, I don't do it because I feel I have to. Okay. Oh, I don't know how to explain it because I, because if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing where. I mean, so, I so explain it. why don't you do that that EP of? ballads or, or old school stuff what is what's stopping you, know what? you? I, pro I probably would I, yeah. I, and I probably will but I think at the moment I can only afford to do one EP every year year and a half or something so when I'm earning more money or you know if I do ever earn more money mm -hmm. I will if I can if I can start churning them out quicker I definitely will but I think at the moment it's just fi finance really that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always like, like... I'll always have an old school country song on them. Always. Because I have to, because it's, I have to... It's part of you. Like, that's my favourite track on the on the EP. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I can hear your enthusiasm talking about it. And because yeah. um, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit now about lyrics, but I mean, I, <laughs> I, I think about this question way too much, but why is it with country music and singing about alcohol? I mean, they just go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Why? Why? I feel like it? we should be having a drink now, like as we're chatting. I was going to. I was going to, but I'm trying to stop drinking in the week. <laughs> <laughs> in lockdown, because I'll be drinking every night. So um yeah, I know we should have, shouldn't we? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I love just the absolute honesty, like you don't try to hold, hide a thing about yourself. Like, yeah, I should probably stop drinking in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I just binge drink at the weekend. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, hell, as long as you're not doing it before breakfast, you're fine. Oh, yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, it's okay before breakfast as long as you haven't gone to sleep in the time <laughs> before. Then it still counts as for last night, so you're yeah. okay. It's all well, about balance. You can have a drink again, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of a week. <laughs> yeah, will be. You, you watch, actually, will be. I'll do it. But, but what is it? Why does it go so hand in hand? I mean... Do you think like do you think it's maybe something to do with country music is just so truthful and people like a drink like I think mm -hmm. sometimes people hide the fact they like a drink mm -hmm. and I I, I I don't know why so and because it is so deep and like cause my, my my favorite thing to do is sit at my desk with a glass of wine and my guitar and a notepad in front of me mm -hmm. that's my with candles do you know what I mean that's my favorite thing to do and I don't know. Because everyone does it. You know, do you know who Laura McKenna is and the Love Junkies? 
Uh, I don't think I do, no. Yeah, you'll know um, that they're these incredible country music songwriters, really. They wrote Girl Crush, um, Happy People, uh, Cry Pretty, Carrie Underwood, all, loads oh, and loads. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they joke about when they wrote Girl Crush, they were drinking coffee in the morning and then in the late afternoon, evening, they went on to wine. And that's just how they do it. Like she was telling the story of how they wrote Girl Crush and they get together at like weekly periods of time and mm-hmm. um, they all live in separate cities and like drink coffee and then wine at like noon until the evening, which is crazy because that's a lot. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're just so honest about it. I don't know what it is. I think I the answer. I mean, I think, and it's a big question to give you. I didn't really expect an answer, I suppose, to be fair. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I just asked you to sum up the last 50 years of country music, but <laughs> I, th- I know what you mean. There's a certain truth to it. And I think there's a morality that is attached to drinking. And I think we we often sort of have connotations of guilt towards it. But then I think that's why country music is so accessible and relatable to people, because I think it almost, without sounding too dark, it highlights people's own demons or their own truths and their own lives, and it's reflected in music, and therefore maybe it's more relatable to people. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it, it's a weird one. Do you know what? I bet if you Googled it, there'd be some really good explanations on there. I, I Google a lot of stuff with country music. I had to Google honky-tonk the other day because I wasn't sure if it was a racial slur or not. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I could use it, but it's okay because it describes either a style of piano or a kind of bar. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was listening to, um, um, what are they called? Uh, Confederate Railroad, which oh, is... Is that which, a band? Yeah, they're like a, a kind of like early 90s, I suppose, sort of southern country rock band but obviously kind of yeah they're like the confederate railroad and they got chucked off some country festivals last year because of their name and they sing a lot about honky-tonk stuff and I was like oh can I say this but no I can say it's fine yeah um I just have to be like really careful uh but yeah that's uh so where were we so that was comfort Mm -hmm. so I guess kind of going on now so what's that track number four is the title track, the single country words. Yeah. Um, so I know we spoke a little bit about this, but uh, maybe for people who didn't hear the last podcast um, or haven't checked it out yet, um, tell us a little bit about country words, kind of how that song came about, um, you know, the meaning behind it, how it was recorded Mm. this is the kind of this is the kind of song I like this is the song that I like to like refer to as um the don't mess with the songwriter song or and don't mess with the like the country women kind of thing because it's it's literally I at the um restaurant I worked at when I was in university um there was this woman who just I walked in I mean how old was I I was young I was like 21 and I was really naive at that age you know what I mean like I was a late developer <laughs> um, and she I, I walked in and she just didn't like me like I don't know what it was and it really got me down like it really got me down um, and I was like what have I done and like you know like like because I went to an all-girls school and you know if you've like pissed someone off and they give you the look the dirty look she did that and she was like this 50 year old woman 
And then event eventually she came around after like three or four months of me starting there, realizing, bless this little girl, she hasn't done anything. I mean, I wasn't little, I was 21, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like she hasn't done anything. And she she it, by the end of it, she called herself my London mum. And I was like, whoa there, woman. Do you know wow. what I mean? But during this whole process, I wrote this song, Country Words. And it was just in a way trying to figure out why she was being like this with me was she jealous mm. you know like you know if, if you listen to the song you'll hear the lyrics in it this you know um but yeah it was weird and it was like you don't mess with me because I, I take inspiration from all these women Dolly Loretta um and you don't mess with us so that kind of thing that's pretty cool and it's a proper proper rocky kind of production it's a cool production and I know when uh, when we played this live as well, it really gets going as yeah. well. So like that open-ended guitar solo that Sam plays yeah. and is, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's I definitely one to close for night, I think. it's <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a closer, isn't it? Uh, but it's interesting because kind of the, the arc of your EP and I was listening to it because we kind of hit, I guess, country words and then we start going and it's interesting you said how much you enjoy the kind of the slower songs because i feel i feel like we hit country words in the ep and then we go down this arc of yeah. now we're getting into ballads now we're getting into um uh what's the word not maybe not like authentic songs but uh heartfelt songs maybe a little more yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. Um, yeah. that makes it sound like your other songs aren't heartfelt but do you know oh, no i know what you mean though yeah 100 percent, 100 percent um but no I really like Country Woods it's quite nice in the middle of the EP and because it's the title track as well um yeah, I, I like that song and I, I love performing that live with you lot it's so fun yeah <laughs> it's very very cool and then that leads on to I'm Not Pretty yeah so these are kind of just like the bonus tracks really um, okay yeah and I, I just thought I'd chuck them on because I never had I'm Not Pretty or someone to drink with out physically so I just, oh okay yeah right. I just I pop these on so if anyone comes to a gig or anything um they can buy them physically but they are on the digital release as well ah uh, okay that makes sense then because I kind of looked at these and I I think we t we spoke about this last time I remembered playing on like an old recording of I'm Not Pretty years yeah. ago yeah. um but it's kind of cool that you've uh kind of obviously modernized it well not modernized but you know like new production value um you put it under the guise of this EP as well yeah given that longevity to the track um but I didn't realize that you'd never done the physical release of these songs no, no this is the first physical piece of music I've ever released so oh. it's, it's also for you know you know like new people or like who discover my music either on Spotify or at a gig or whatever mm -hmm. they just click on it and then every everything I've released is there yeah so and then like obviously when I start the next project it'll be complete another fresh thing. So there won't be like bits and bobs everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So you've kind of yeah, compartmentalized it. it. Yeah. So this yeah. is the, uh, well, the, like the 2020 release almost. And then like you said, in a, a year, year and a half, and then you kind of have the next EP. Yeah. And whatever comes with that then. Yeah, 100%. Uh, cool. Okay. So then it will kind of be the time for rebranding, sort of the new look, the new photo shoots, the new, new everything really. I'm already going crazy for it. I can't, in a way, I can't wait for this EP to come out, mm -hmm. and then I can literally jump back in the studio. I'll be like being like Tigger back. In the <laughs> I can't wait. 
literally can't wait. Can you give us um, an insight or like a sneak peek into some of the things you're planning for the next release or ideas you're working on? I think I think I've got three songs that I know I want to record, unless obviously, because I always have like a mental list. Um, and I wrote a song a while ago that has been at the top of that list. Like it's a mental record, like a studio list. Okay. And I've got a song that I recorded, that I wrote ages ago that's been at the top of that list for ages. So I know that's going in. And obviously if I write, I'm going back in studio in January, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously if I write anything else, it'll kind of knock things down in a way. If it, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I've got three songs at the moment that are definite to be recorded. And they're all a bit like, they're more like the style of country words. A bit okay. sappier, a bit like feistier in a way. So I've got some good like promo pick ideas and like new branding, imagery, all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited for it. Oh, cool. Okay. What what are you kind of thinking about new branding and, and promo picks? I mean, I think everything I've released so far is kind of like the girl next door kind of thing. And I will always be like that because that is very much my personality, but just a bit darker, like maybe some, some very pastel-y right now my colors and stuff so it might go a bit darker like that kind of thing I'm not sure yet we'll see no it's cool I'm, I'm very much all for artists associating colors with them and like one of my life goals is is not to talk about Jack White as, as much as I want to but he's <laughs> um like just, just to give you a little tidbit he's awesome though come on <laughs> I mean oh, I absolutely love him but he's yeah. like he's all for colors and so when it was the white stripes it was obviously red and white yeah then when he did raconteurs it was more kind of earthy colors the browns and the greens dead weather was uh black and yellow now his solo stuff is blue and black yeah and you can just see him on stage and you can instantly tell what era of his career he's in because the lighting yeah it's so great but it's so simple isn't it when you think about it literally it really is like oh he he's such a good musician he did something with Ashley Monroe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I often go back and watch that video on YouTube. He like, did so- a, um, uh, he, he, he's just done a, I say just, I think it was last year it came out. He did a uh, part of like a collaboration album with some other country artists. Yeah, you've told me about, oh, why haven't I listened to this? You told me about this the other week. Oh I no, this was have- another one. He fa- I found another oh. one that he's done, which is uh, Lost Hank Williams songs. Oh my God. Um, and I don't know if it was like old ones of Hanks that like never got released or they were sort of B-sides oh. or I don't know and uh, Jack White and a bunch of kind of uh, uh, yeah yeah it's really cool really really cool oh my god what's it called L- Lost Hank Williams uh, yeah I think it's called like the Lost the Lost Hank Williams tracks or the Lost Years of Hank Williams or something I'll um is it on Spotify it is yeah oh I'll, I'll, I'll try to dig it out I think I saved some of them into like my liked songs or into like yeah. a playlist or something. Um, wow, that sounds that sounds really good. Yeah, we it was a bit. Didn't get surprised. enough Hank Williams music, did we? Definitely. We were sorry. We didn't get enough Hank Williams music. We lost him way too soon. I don't really know much about. I know more maybe about Hank Williams Jr., but not so much about yeah. his dad. Yeah. yeah, I think I think is like Hank Williams, the the, the like OG mm-hmm. was like. 23 when he died what yeah i think so wow i mean he was very very young um but i think he was like 
early 20s I'll have to go back and fact check myself but I'm pretty sure he was dead young like super sad like imagine the music (laughs) he was dead young yeah (laughs) oh god God. I didn't realize that (laughs) no I know you didn't but I I heard it that when I was like I'm so gonna say that it's (laughs) that's kind of cool though like if he like if he was like 23 or early 20s and God knows how many years later this is now, like 40, 50 years or something. And we're yeah. still talking about some dude who died in his early 20s. That's even more impressive. Yeah, I kind of want to watch the movie of him now. I didn't know there was a movie out. I haven't seen, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, Tom Hiddleston's in it. I don't, think, I don't know who that is. Oh, he's a really, really good British um, actor. Um, I'm awful with names like that. I really uh, am. I think, I think the film's called I Saw the Light, actually. Um, so okay. I'm, I might watch that after this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of artist movies that are out. I saw the Johnny Cash one and oh yeah, Springsteen one. There's the Alton John, the uh, obviously the Queen one, the Motley Crue mm-hmm. one. There's it's a real big fad right now, but I I quite yeah, enjoy them. It is. Um, cool. I I feel like we're sidetracking low tip. I know we are, <laughs> but it's great though. Um, um so. Yeah, I'm not pretty. I, we kind of touched on this, but this is your, this is the the up tempo one. This is the jig. This is the one that makes this you want to get up and dance. Yeah, this is the fun like fluff one. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to call it, even though I love it. Um, but yeah, it was my first single. Like wow. I'll always love that song. It's my first ever single. It went number one on iTunes, and you know it got its first radio play on Chris Country, and I just. Yeah, I, I I love that song, but it is fluff to me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast promoting the EP, but... I mean, yeah, I love it, the honesty. It's yeah. great. It's a fun tune. It's re- like it is literally, you want to get up and dance to it. Like, I know so many people who that is their favourite of my music. Do you know why as well? I think it's because it's a great song, but it's it's too short. And every time you listen to that song, you want it to go on again because yeah. you want more of it. But it's yeah. like, what, two, two and a half minute song? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just two minutes. And so when you're like, oh, I didn't get enough of that feel. I want to play yeah. that feel again. And yeah, then it keeps getting replayed, which I guess yeah. is great for a number of plays and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But then we go from kind of that, <laughs> kind of the fluff, as you described it as, into real like country ballad territory now, yeah. like, deep deep into something to uh so sorry someone to drink with mm-hmm. um kind of a I think it's the slowest song on the record yeah possibly or mother maybe I'm not yeah one of them um but someone to drink with is one of maybe my favorite song I've ever written okay. I just love that song like it's so me do you know what I mean like it's so me like a slow drinking song like in a way that's my party song do you know what I mean like I just love it like I just I, I, lo- I love that song and I'm so proud of it um and I just or like if if I would say to someone or if someone said to me Shannon what song should I go and listen to I'd give them country words and someone to drink with that's yeah. so interesting because they're such uh opposites yeah. as songs yeah. but I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, I guess, like as an artist, we, everyone has their own preferences for whatever reasons on their songs of when they were written and the stories behind them. Um, 
why why is it that that is your absolute kind of most proud song and your absolute go-to no I, honestly I don't I just I remember when I wrote it and it literally all it, it, it I think it was one of those songs that was written in like 20 minutes mm. and I remember it so it was my first year in uni so it's a dead old song do you know what I mean <laughs> um keep using the word dead today <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a really old song and I literally I remember writing that first lyrics I was looking I had my guitar on me mm-hmm. and I was watching a candle I was watching a flickering candlelight and um what's the first lyric when the light shines down on you but all you see is the candlelight that's and I remember writing that lyric and it just all came out and I re- remember the feeling I was so lonely, like so lonely for no reason. And it was that typical thing of London, like it's so busy, there's like so many hearts beating around one of the lyrics in the song, but you don't feel it. You don't feel it, do you know what I mean? Like I was in my flat with five other people. I could just go knock on any of their doors and I would watch a movie or whatever, but I would just, I felt so lonely and, I don't know. And then obviously it's it's a country ballad, which is my favorite kind of music. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's I, I love that song so much. It's it's my heart and soul. That's really cool. And that's really insightful. And I guess kind of that really, as you were saying about heart and soul, that really leads nicely onto the closing track, which is Mother, um, which is a another ballad, but a piano ballad. So very, very different feel. To someone to drink with, I think. Um, and this was so. So it says on the EP, it's a, a live live acoustic version live, of it. Yeah. Uh, how how was that recorded? Like, was that like live at a gig or or what was it? Oh no, uh, it's actually a video on YouTube as well. Um, but I recorded it with Alex Mail, and it was just literally piano vocal, one take with Sam in the background. Um, and we did it as a video recording, it was a very last minute decision to put it on the EP actually. Mm. Again, it was the kind of thing where collecting everything together, so everything is there in a way. Um, And I love, again, like I love the song, it's so personal to me. It's one of those that I was quite nervous to even play live or put out anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm. But I always like to go by, I heard someone say it once, I don't know who it was, like a legend of country music or something. The best song always wins. Mm. And that I literally had to keep saying that in my mind before I put it, put it anywhere. And I was just like, best song wins, best song wins. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, but just get it out there. And I'm glad it's on there as well. It's, it's very, it's very different. You wouldn't usually put something like that onto an album or an EP. And I, I, I like the idea of it. It's very different corner of the of my music. So, no, definitely, and it was a quite an unexpected turn at the end. But then I guess yeah. that's what makes an EP interesting. If it's just sort of same style of songs, same everything, kind of tracks one to seven, it, it's it's going to be boring. But I think, yeah, your EP is very, very varied, and it's great to listen to because it takes you on this kind of musical arc and this musical journey, kind of through all the different sub-genres of your music and the feels and the different emotions. So, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a great EP. I really enjoyed listening to it. Oh, thanks, Guy. But I, I, f- I feel like that is, like, you imagine it like a wave. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like a wave EP. And that is very much how I am as a person. Like, I am, I'm a very emotional person. And 
my music is like that. Like I love all kinds of music and, you know, I like, I've, I mean, obviously you can't hear all of my influences in the music, but like you can hear the commercial, like I love commercial pop music, country music, rock music, like One Direction. Oh my God, love them. But then like, <laughs> like at the same time, I love the Eagles and all that kind of stuff. And I try like, do you know, do you, do you know Casey Musgraves? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's just released an album. It's so different. Like, and it's like we were saying before with the ballad EP, she's mm. been able to do a whole album completely different, like a way, like it's very, I don't know if you've listened to her last album, Golden, I think it is. Yeah, Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very different. And because obviously, like I said, I can only afford to put an EP out every year, year and a half, whatever, mm-hmm. um, two years. I, I wanted to put that variance on into one EP and listen to it because like you said, you don't want to listen to a whole album for the same stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, thanks so much, Shannon. It was so great to get your insight and your, uh, your knowledge of your EP and your work and kind of hear it from your mouth. Um, and, and so when obviously people go and listen to these tracks, they can really understand and almost, you know, dig that level deeper and be like, oh, cool, I get that now. And like, there's different reference points to it based on what you've yeah. said. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about kind of the release coming up, just where people can can get it, you know, kind of Spotify, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, it's coming out on the 23rd of November on all digital platforms. Um, so if, if you're listening, it would be amazing if you could go and pre-save it or pre-order it because that makes such a difference to an artist. Like it took me a while to even understand it, but it oh, it's such it makes such a big difference. The more pre-saves you get, the more chance I can get my music out there to more listeners. So pre-saving would be amazing. If you can't wait, you can go to shannonhines.com and you can buy it physically there and I'll get it sent out to you straight away. I've got nothing else going on right now. This <laughs> is great for me. <laughs> But yeah, there'll be lots of promotion in the next two weeks. Um, we've got some exciting plans. We'll be doing a live stream on the 22nd on my Facebook page. You know, get the champagne out, all that kind of thing. Put a sparkly top on. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it'll be lots of fun in the next two weeks with promoting it. So, yeah. Excellent. Oh, amazing. Well, thanks so much, Shannon. Um, it's been really great having you back on the show again. And um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be doing it for the next EP or the next single. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll be amazing I want to say thank you to you as well for having me and you do so much for me and my music Guy is like the best drummer I know and he is so much fun to be on stage with like it's so great and he's great to talk to and thank you for giving me the opportunity to go through each track like that do you know what I mean it's not often you get an opportunity to do that so Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. I should probably say for the record of a podcast, but I don't pay Shannon uh, to say any of these things. And it's... <laughs> God, I'd embarrass myself if you did. Imagine. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm paying her to embarrass herself here. <laughs> oh, it's great. Thanks so much, Shannon. I really appreciate it.